As a believer in Christ, I just have to remind myself that how I treat Dina is a direct reflection of how much I love God. That's a pretty sobering thought, but the more I'm prioritizing my relationship with God, the better I'm going to be doing loving my wife. So there's an interesting correlation there. Um, I'm John Fuller, along with my focus colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and uh, we've got a great conversation for you to kick off uh, today's episode. Amber and Guy Leah have written a wonderful book together. It's called Marriage Triggers, which, of course, we have here at the ministry. Um, Here they are talking now with Jim and Jean Daly about letting go of unhealthy expectations. You know, Amber and Guy and Jean, I just, uh, at the end here, I think it's important to really hone in on that idea of um, coveting the ideal marriage, having that high, high, Mm -hmm. impossible expectation, I guess, Amber, that you describe in your book. I want to, again address that. Why is that really one of the most damaging things to a marriage? When you have an idol in your thinking and you don't even realize it because your spouse is not living up to your expectations or your marriage or your circumstances, the life that you've created is not the life that you hoped for and prayed for. You have a choice to make at some point in that moment. You can continue to be triggered and angry and bitter, and you can go down a path toward destruction because Satan is alive and well, and he is um, seeking whom he may devour. And we're convinced that he was trying to devour us in those Mm -hmm. early years of our marriage. And, And even now, he still is on the attack. But the other option was to recognize that my desire for what I want is either going to become so obsessive that I sin if I don't have it. And that is an idol in my life because I covet that more than putting on humility, a compassionate heart, kindness and forgiveness, and being open to trusting God with my marriage and my husband and my life. And so I had to tear down all those idols of what I wanted. And I had to start approaching Guy differently And he had to start approaching me differently. And ultimately, we had to say, our lives are not our own. If I am so fixated on Guy's, you know, ability to make me happy or not, or my circumstances Mm -hmm. to be ideal, then I will always be miserable because in this world, I will have trouble. But Jesus says, fear not, for I have overcome the world. So I had to do a cleaning house of my idols and my thinking And it had to start with me, that the Lord had to work in me to work on how I was going to love Guy. Because regardless of whatever Guy did or didn't do, even if he was sinning, it did not mean that I had to sin. And so I had to start being humble and saying, okay, Lord, trying to fix him isn't working. You've got to start (laughs) fixing me. No, (laughs) and it's so good. And it's Mm -hmm. such a great place. I would say most of marriage counseling tries to get at that realization that if you can get there, your marriage is actually going to be in a good place over the long haul. And uh, that's what we try to do with Hope Restored, the uh, couples that come to our intensive marriage counseling. And, you know, these are really broken relationships. And it's amazing that the post two-year survey that we do with these couples, 81% is now the number of couples that are doing better and still married, 81%. And if you ask Dr. Bob Paul, the one who is responsible for the clinical side of the effort, it really is teaching couples how to communicate. That's right. And when they get that skill set, 
their marriages actually can do much better yeah, and thrive, right. which is the yeah. goal. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, some of this is a little lighthearted. Some of it's very serious, mm-hmm. as you just described. And our goal here at Focus is to make sure that your marriage is doing as well as it can do, especially as Christians. You look at the culture right now, we need to be uh, committed to the Lord in our marriages. People are watching yeah. and they want to see, is it really something different? Do they really love each other the way they're supposed to? And uh, I think it's a wonderful challenge. It's not something to shrink back from. It's a good thing. Let's show the world what Jesus does in our marriages because they're that different from those that don't know the Lord. Well, Greg, that was an excellent point that Jim made about uh, Christian marriages and how our relationships should look different from those of the world. I mean, that's a little convicting, but how does um, knowing that we're making God first in our relationship affect how we treat each other? Yeah, I think about the verse in Hebrews thirteen four that says that marriage should be honored by all. And I love that. It's a great reminder that a part of my job, God is saying, is to honor my marriage. So then it becomes, okay, what what does that then really look like? I know for me, one thing that's important is that I remember that our marriage is part of a larger story. If if somehow I believe that that our marriage only matters to us, and so maybe it's all about collecting material goods or going on vacations or whatever, I, I miss God's bigger point around honoring marriage that that he uses our marriage to teach people how to how to love well you know i think marriage is one of the best evangelistic tools you know people come to know the lord not based on what you teach them but on what you show them and if i can show them how to honor a marriage how to love my wife greatest commandment, you know, love God, love others. Well, Aaron is my closest other, my closest neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really our job here on earth is, is to love in no better person than a spouse in, in people are watching that they're trying to go this God, you talk about this relationship with Christ, man, if your marriage is that horrible, what difference does Christ really make? Mm-hmm. Why am I even interested in getting to know this person you keep talking about? Yeah. And and I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great reminder that that people are watching and our marriage is truly part of 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 a larger story yeah. that God's trying to do on this earth, which is to love. Not to mention that our kids are learning how to treat their spouse someday by watching what Aaron and I do. Mm-hmm. Our marriage is their blueprint, Yeah, whether I, we I, want that or not. You've experienced this. You've got adult kids now, and I don't know about your conversations with them, but I have some pretty authentic conversations with our adult kids about things I've done wrong in my marriage and in my parenting, Yeah, and I find that they're pretty understanding. They're not expecting perfection. Well, they, they're not blind. No. <laughs> they experience all that. Yeah. They see it. They yeah. know that. But I love that you're willing to have that real, authentic, honest conversation. I yeah. think, that, again, that's when they learn, oh, so we can talk about and, the and, good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's okay. We, yeah, and we had to have a conversation. I had a couple of uh, kids boomerang um, during the past couple of years, and we reached yeah, coming point, back into the house. Yeah, they, yeah. they had left, they had done the, you know, reflecting back a number of episodes here, you had talked about what is adult. Yeah. Well, they were owning their life and doing it their way and they were not dependent on us. And it was all great, but then they hit some, some tough spots. So yeah. they came back in and they brought some dogs. And I finally <laughs> said, 
you know, I, I don't need this many dogs. <laughs> and frankly, mom and I have been parenting for 32 plus years. We need our space. <laughs> We're good. So I'm asking you to move out <laughs> again. Okay. Can you do that? And Good, um, good, healthy boundary. Well, it, you it, talked it, about it. It was a reflection of where we were at as a couple. We just needed to work on us, and it's hard to do that when kids are in the home. But John is all about the kids. Come on, and not in my home. It's not. <laughs> It's all about the dogs. See, you're modeling a good (laughs) thing, not a child-centric home. Yeah, and even after they're out of the house, I love when our adult kids will call and Greg and I will be out doing something really fun. And, you know, that's teaching them, too, that there are different seasons in marriage, and we want to make this one. It's not all about fun, but we can have great fun together. You should. Even (laughs) when they're gone. (laughs) And then, you know, going back to the content, we just want to make sure that we're representing Christ and that we are doing so in our daily interactions. And we don't let those little triggers cause us to be uh, ungodly in how we are. So talk positively, accentuate the good, um, speak well of your spouse to a world that's watching, and uh, and just ask yourself, how does God love my spouse? Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. So, hey, we want to encourage you. We want to drip feed you with uh, with inspiring words like we've heard today, with practical information, with advice that will drive your relationship further um, and, and farther in the Lord. And so... Uh, if you can, support the work of Focus on the Family today and uh, be a part of the team that makes all of that possible, not just for couples here, but around the world. Uh, we've got listeners uh, around the world to these podcasts, and we're so grateful for that. So donate as you can today, either a monthly gift or a one-time contribution of any amount. And we'll send that book by Amber and Guy called Marriage Triggers, which really has terrific advice for working through the struggles Uh, that you might be facing. Uh, Earlier, Jim mentioned uh, our Hope Restored program, and uh, we have seen God do such amazing work uh, for couples whose relationships are frazzled and on the brink of breaking up, and uh, you can see details about that uh, and donating and getting the book all in the episode notes. Next time, we'll hear from Deborah Faleta, and uh, she's going to talk about seasons that we all go through as couples. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of our team, thanks for tuning in to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. I'm John Fuller.